Apple opened a treasure trove of new features and products at its WWDC keynote. We'll cover iOS and iPadOS 16, the new Mac stuff, CarPlay, Apple Watch, and more in this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola, here with Jason Cross. Good morning. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. Apple's WWDC kicked off on Monday, and they backed up the truck. I think I've used this metaphor before <laughs> like the past few years. They backed up the truck, and they dumped a whole bunch of new yeah, features man, on was, us. It was like straight-up exhausting watching that for an hour and 45 minutes. It was just boom, 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 boom. Like, like I, I missed the days when there were demos and applause breaks. Like It was just constant. It's funny because it was just the OSs and then two Macs. And then, but still, and not really two Macs, one Mac. Two is Macs like and a processor, right, right. A Mac and a half. <laughs> yeah, really, it's one Mac and one processor. But but it's still, it was so long. It felt like a lot of stuff. At, at one point, I looked at, my, at the clock, it was like 2.15. I'm like, wait a minute, they still have iPad OS? They still have that? <laughs> like, what the, how long am I sitting here? Part of the reason it was so exhausting is, like you said, it wasn't that the old style where they'd announce something and then there'd be applause or something like that. It's these pre-recorded things where it's just one thing into the next. The best was the, like the Steve Jobs days when he'd be like, here's this cool feature. Now I'm going to demo it for like 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, like literally like sit with, a, with a, like, a, like a bottle of water. Like, okay, I can relax now for a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the slow podium raise was always a good one too. Yeah, yeah. Like a new product with the slow podium coming up. <laughs> yeah, we're never going to get a live presentation again. They're always going to be pre-recorded. You think I so? I, 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 I think don't know. So. I mean, I think, I think they're, they're dying really to get back on stage. Like they're they're so think good. So? I think the like I've watched a lot of these from back when I covered uh, Android a couple of years ago and Samsung and Google and Apple's is like it's like there's there's no not even a close second to how good these <laughs> these keynotes are. They know how to make it entertaining. Yeah, it's so yeah. good. <laughs> I think what's going to end up happening is we're going to get back to the live ones. And in fact, I think they wanted to do it this year. They made all the jackets and stuff like that, and then they couldn't get some but i think what it's going to be is the the stage people will just be the transitions between one thing and the next and then it'll be a pre-recorded video it's a hybrid kind of yeah yeah because it'd be crazy to, like all this production value like the keynote's gonna seem like well this is lame now they're just walking on stage like i wanted to go down in like an elevator <laughs> yeah I want to see Craig Federighi in a in a in a track suit again. He was hamming it up this year, wasn't that he? Opening that opening thing, there was no point. He's like, "Let's talk about iOS 16." Or no, no, no. I, like we have a lot to show you, but first, let's go downstairs. And it's like the whole stage low. It's like, well, why are you doing this? Yeah, but it was fun. <laughs> That's the thing. They want to convey that you know this is all. They're just having some fun with it. Anyways, yeah, it was a it wasn't entertaining and at times overwhelming keynote. I guess we should start because there's a lot to cover. Well, let's just go uh, in the just... order that they did. Yeah, and they started with iOS 16. Yeah, yeah. After after some, they did the, some developer stuff. Yeah, how many developers we have? Look at our developer center. Yeah. All around the world, developers. I thought developers. they were going to do something with the with the rate, and they didn't. I thought maybe they were going to squeeze in. And we want to keep our developers, so we're lowering the rate to... Oh, God, no. Never. <laughs> that they Even if they did it, there would never be like a public stage announcement or something. I think they would just kind of quietly do that on the DL. Everyone would make a lot of noise about it, but they would never stand on stage. Because that almost sounds like admitting you were wrong or something. IOS 16, they started off with that. It has some features. That, uh, I guess the biggest feature is the, the lock screen customization. They got right off the bat with that. And, you know, I can quibble. I, I haven't used it yet. But I can quibble a little bit. Mainly the flashlight and the camera are still there. Like, I, from what I can tell, you can't change those. But um, the customization stuff is it's just enough where it looks good. It gives you a ton of options, and it's Apple still has complete control over it, and it's nice. What I want to know is, how do they do that cutout thing on the pictures? I can tell you the answer, <laughs> having messed with the the developer beta here. Okay, um, shoot. 
just to be clear, we're not going to start reviewing the developer beta beta because it's buggy and not ready and all this stuff's beta. Uh, That requires you to have a photo that was taken with the iPhone and it will have depth information. So it's exactly like how it does portrait mode. It doesn't have to be a portrait mode photo. It still has depth information when it's not. But if you have images that are like old or from regular cameras and stuff like that, that don't have that information, it'll it'll just be behind the numbers. And you can turn that feature on or off on individual photos, but that's what it's basically doing. It's doing the same thing portrait mode does and just doing a segmentation based on depth data. And it's pretty slick. There's some other cool object segmentation stuff going on where in iOS 15, they did a thing in photos where if it recognizes an object, you can like get more information on that object. It's a little icon when you hit the info button and then gives you like, this is what that dog breed is or something like that. You can tap and hold on that, that object now and it will cut it out. And dra- and then you can just like drag it into messages or something. They showed that. That's really cool. That really works. <laughs> it's very cool. It's one of those awkward things where you're trying to multitask on an iPhone. So you're like got both hands on it, trying to like hold down this touch and drag while you open a different app and drag it. In. It'll work. It'll be a better thing on like other OSs, but yeah, so that's just some more cool augment, ugh, object segmentation stuff they're doing. Um, here's another question for you. Have you tried the undo send with messages? Yes. Uh, although I wasn't able to confirm on my wife's iPhone how it worked on her end, but it does work. Um, and the edit, and there's a 15-minute window, right? So you have 15 minutes to undo or edit. And and they may change that or something. There's there's been some concern on Twitter. The person has like seen it and read it, and you can still do. That's interesting, huh? Yeah. So it actually delivers and then disappears. That's what I'm not able to confirm, but but I believe so because I don't think it waits 15 minutes to send it (laughs) to see if you want to delete it. Yeah, right. That would be crazy. But if you edit it, it says there's a little delivered dash edited. And I don't know that there's a way to look at what the original non-edited version was. Okay. But it's Well that's um, that's like Slack. Like you can like it tells you it was edited, but you can't see what it what, what was what was but it. But it it might be on Apple's servers. So so the concern here uh, that people have started blowing up on Twitter about is this is gonna be great for abusive boyfriends and stuff. And people like gaslighting and all these other things and sending you messages and then changing them and saying, Oh, I never sent you that or you can't prove I threatened you or whatever. Legal issues. Yeah, legal issues and stuff like that. The 15-minute window should help alleviate most of that. I wonder why it's so – I mean, I would think like five minutes or maybe even one minute should be enough. Like if you – if I make a typo or send something, like I know immediately. It doesn't – You don't always know immediately. Well, but or, or pretty still, soon. Pretty soon, 15 yeah. 15 minutes, I've already put down messages and I'm on my way. It's, it's 15 and it says it in the iOS sort of – features thing on online but it's beta maybe they'll change it they've changed these things all the time they changed a lot about air tags and how much time you have and all this other stuff with those particularly with privacy and security and safety stuff like apple does definitely respond to that but it does work you know hold down a message and then you get to choose edit i who knew that that would come to apple first (laughs) they gave a couple of great examples of how you would want to use it i mean we all make typos and then you just have to send another message fixing it's it. All, and that's all the, time. Yeah. All, the, all the time. But they gave the great message. It was like sending a message that was meant for like your girlfriend, but you actually sent it to somebody else. You opened the wrong message conversation because another one came in or something. <laughs> it's like, whoops, I just sent the wrong. I sent something cutesy to the wrong person. Or something. Yeah, but they're going to like, yeah, they're probably going to see it if it's, if it's 10 minutes. Well, if you wait 10 minutes, I mean – you can unsend it right away. That's why I just – I don't understand why it's 15 minutes. It should be like two or one. Maybe it will be a lot less at some time. But there is a – Within 15 minutes, there's like a 95% chance that the other person has already seen the, the screw up. Or maybe maybe an 80% chance. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're just getting I'm it out of the conversation. Yeah. You're just getting, right, getting rid of it. So I wonder I, – I bet Apple lowers that time. Especially the edit, like the unsend, I guess you can't really do edit without unsend because if you, then people would just edit and then delete the whole message. And then what are you sending a blank message or something? It's just funky. I had a quick question about the lock screen. Can you use live pictures on the lock screen? I have not tried. I don't know if it would, 
I don't think they would animate if you did. Right. Because tapping and hold, you, you normally tap and hold to animate a live photo. That brings up the edit your lock screen customization. I, I'm sure you can use live photos, but I don't think they do the live thing. I should try it. I, I never take live photos. <laughs> I never do either. I actually had the, while you guys were talking, I was looking up what they were called because I had forgotten what they were called because I never use them. Sometimes they'll be on and I'll be like, like what is, why is this picture moving? Like, who, like, who wants this? Um, the lock screen does a lot of cool stuff, as you mentioned. It, you can change the sort of font and colors for like the time and date. You can change what the, that, that little date line above the time can be something else. That's actually a widget that can be like your calendar and stuff like that. I think it's a type of widget. Very Android-y, like, or very pix- pixel-y. Like, you know, they, they did that whole material you thing with the last version of Android, and it's very much like that. It's like you mentioned before, where much like widgets in iOS 15, it's like, well, they did it the Apple way. It's very constrained so that they all look good, but you do have a lot of options. So widgets on the lock screen, you get four slots, little square slots. And a lot of widgets are double wide. You can fit a two and two ones or two twos or whatever. And there's not a lot of options for it right now. I'm sure there'll be more as it comes out. And there is a framework for for apps to make their own. I I just looked that up. (laughs) So that's the critical thing is you're going to want to make sure that your app developers can make a lock screen widget and they can't. And uh, in, in in the images they show, they're like little tiny circles. That have, you know, small kind of glanceable bits of information like whether. Yeah, they can be circles or squares. And that little size is a lot of them are double wide to hold more information. Uh, and it's pretty obvious to me that uh, always on display is coming with the iPhone 14 Pro. Yeah, that's what's going to show. It's going to show those things, but not like your photo or something. It's just going to black out the background. And there's just a lot of cool stuff to use for your background. There's photos. There's automatic photo there's a thing where it takes all of your featured photos the, the photos things the photo app calls a feature photo and you can choose categories like pets or people or whatever and then it changes them every hour or every time you pick up your phone or whatever you can change all those settings you can change things like then there's things like the new astronomy thing that shows the earth with live cloud cover and the current phase of the moon and all this you know there's a bunch of cool options i would expect that they kind of get expanded as we go through the beta process. Do you like the bottom notifications? I do. It's it's sort of a, a stack that you can yeah. see a list, but that they didn't talk about this, but you can actually and I, I gotta test it, but according to their the website uh, where they list all the features, you can change that back to an expanded list or to uh, count view. So it can be List view, stack, expanded list view, which I think is what we always used to have. Stacked view, which is the default they showed. Or count view, which might just be like... Like a little badge that says you have... Yeah, like a single, your most recent notification and then like a badge with a number eight or something. You know, I want to check that out too. But the stack thing, I think that works fine because it lets you see, oh, I've got a few and you're going to scroll through it anyway. Once you tap it, it expands and you scroll through like before. Kind of like that notification summary where it delivers a single notification that has a bunch of stuff in it. Um, yeah, it's a little bit like that. And then, and then the other notification thing I haven't tried yet is they have these new live notifications where instead of getting a new notification from the app every time something changes, they can make a single notification that updates and animates and stuff. So instead of getting like f- ordering pizza and getting four notifications from the Domino's app. You know, your pizza's in the oven, your delivery's on the way, your delivery will be there in 15 minutes, your driver's arriving. You know, it can just send one that updates. Yeah, that, that's a big thing for sports. Um, like, I, I can get, like, 20 in a night if there's a lot of scoring and stuff, and that'll be that'll be good. Every time there's a score update, that's probably why they showed that off as a, <laughs> one of the main <laughs> things. But there's a lot of other times when deliveries and things like Uber rides and stuff like that is kind of another area where you end up getting a lot of notifications from the same thing. Yeah, that's a pretty cool feature. I, well, another one I haven't tried out yet. Have you tried out uh, the new dictation mode? I have. That's really cool. I love it. <laughs> it works well? Yeah. Uh, when you hit the dictation button, instead of it taking over the whole keyboard area, you just get a little marker where the text is and the t- the little dictation microphones lit up, but the keyboard's still there and you can just talk and then you can type. 
and then you can talk. That's a that's a super <laughs> smart feature because that's one of the most annoying things about dictation is that you're all in, but to go back and forth between them is nice. Yeah, you have to you have to say your whole paragraph, stop, and then you have to go back and and edit it <laughs> with text, Which and then you have to stop and go something's back. wrong there, and you got to fix it. It's you know it's a pain, but yeah, this <laughs> this is this is good. It's really cool, and wh- while that dictation mode's on, you can just kind of like. Oh, uh, it messed up that word. And just like double tap that word to select it and then just say the word again. You don't have to like enter a mode. You're already in the mode. Have you noticed if it's like any better than it was? I always found dictation to be pretty accurate. Yeah, I agree. Like maybe it's because I don't have an accent or anything like that. I mean, everyone has an accent, but I have have the very- You have an American accent. I have that very American like non-accent accent. Yeah, it's always understood me pretty well. I haven't messed around too much with there's auto punctuation now. It'll mm-hmm. automatically put periods at the end of sentences and stuff. I noticed it doing it. I haven't spent enough time to like say whether that works well or not, you know. And and does it do commas well and stuff like that. You could always put punctuation in yourself by saying exclamation point or something and you could still do that. That's another uh, uh Google Assistant has had that for a while and you know. I did find it interesting while we're talking about dictation that I don't think Siri was mentioned once. It wasn't highlighted as no. a feature no. update or anything. Yeah. No. Exactly. Interesting. They they mentioned things like like for shortcuts before you even go when you download an app that has shortcuts, you don't have to go set it up in shortcuts. You can just use Siri and just say your shortcuts right away. Stuff like that. So it's just it was mentioned offhand in other things. There are also a bunch of new features that are across all the platforms. These are all sharing features. Uh, I think the major one is iCloud Shared Photo Library. This is a feature now where you can create a uh, family sharing group. Is there a reason why, in particular, it's family? It's the same family sharing group that you have for family sharing. Okay. It's not like a separate group of people. It's it's a new feature within family sharing. So you're family sharing with people, and then there's iCloud Photo Library. They've had for a long time now shared albums where anyone can put a thing in an album and comment on it. This is separate. This is a whole photo library that everybody who has access to it can delete and edit, and just like your photo library, except now this is a group one that everybody can mess with. And in the camera app, there's a toggle where you can just send your photo right there. And one of the things they said is. Like if there's multiple people from your family group near each other, it would automatically send the images to the shared photo library. So things like that. People have wanted this for a long time. <laughs> like I use the shared album and I know some people do, but the, a lot of people have said like, no, that's not what I want. I want a photo library, <laughs> the, the whole photo library with everything that I can just. Yeah. I also use a shared album, but there's just too much maintenance involved in that. It's just And it's too limited. Like if there's a photo there that you want, it's not it's not like it's in a library. It's almost like a bulletin board that get, things get posted to. And then SharePlay is coming to messages. Yeah, I don't know anyone who uses SharePlay. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> but I think this is I think this is a big one because I think this is the way that especially young people would rather they don't want to be on a FaceTime call watching a movie together. They want to be in an iMessage conversation watching a movie together or something. And that's what this is. Or listening to music or something like that. I mean, I, I know we're not there yet, but um, iPad, that Freeform app was was pretty slick. I don't know if mm-hmm. I would use it. I mean, it's something I guess that we would use it as like a team maybe, uh, more more work stuff. But it, it looked very cool how they the whole thing worked and very seamless and very collaborative. And I'm sure there's like a handful of apps that do that already that are like, damn it. <laughs> like they just don't know. Yeah, there's quite a few that like mind, you know, mind mapping stuff. Yeah, these whiteboarding collaborative whiteboarding apps where you just dump things on there and mark them up and everything. Uh, and this is just Apple's. It was shown as an I, iPad thing. It is a an app for iPad, iPhone, and Mac um, that you can all access on all those devices. And it's, they said coming later this year. So it's one of those things where yeah, I don't quite understand that because everything is coming later. Like that, that was like, well, okay. <laughs> that's just their way of saying it's not going to drop with iOS 16 or whatever. It's a separate app. That's going to come a month later or whatever. Yeah. That, that bugs me when, whenever they do the iPad segment, it's always like tacked on 
and then they're always like, oh, and also every, this coming to every other device too. It's like, well, is there anything that's just for the iPad? There, there is. Do we want to jump to iPad? Yeah, let's or? talk about it. Let's talk about iPad OS. So yeah. I, I, it's not in the sequence of the uh, of the yeah, we, of the keynote, right, but let's talk about it because they kind of go, it kind of goes hand in hand with the iOS. So yeah, so there's there's plenty of stuff that they talked about that really is also coming to iOS and and Mac, like like the like when you send something in the share sheet, you can choose collaborate instead of send a copy, right? I mean, things like that are, it's awesome. And and iPad really needs that more than anything, but it's there. But one of the things, um, stage manager, which is a Mac feature as well, is coming to the M1 iPads. And it really looks like they just did it on Mac because they could. Like, no, this is not really solving any problems on the Mac. and But it's a huge deal on iPad. Like I felt like, I felt like, oh, this is how they're going to do multitasking on the iPad. This makes a lot of sense, and and it looks good, and it's iPad-y, yeah, and it lets you have floating it's only windows. For three models at the moment. Yeah, you need an M1, and, and you still have the other multitasking that's still there. <laughs> yeah, everything else is still there. <laughs> this is going to take some time because yeah. real multitasking like this, where you have floating windows and other things active and stuff, it probably relies on that. They talked about. Um, like a virtual memory swapping where mm-hmm. you, you can swap out yeah, that, that was the memory to – which is just something computers do how, all the time. Or if I would need that, but it was kind of funky that they spotlighted that as a feature. Yeah, I mean it's something it, It's something all computers do. It's something Mac OS does. It's, a, it's, it's, not, a, it's not an M1 feature. It's a – every Intel chip, we've all done this. But it's not something they've done on iOS and iPadOS – yet so it's like a really underground feature and i think it's their way of saying like we hear you when you all say like we had this awesome m1 the thing that's in our macbook air is in our ipad and it feels like it's being hamstrung i I think they were they really i think what did he say it sets up a foundation for the future or whatever so i think this stage manager is the first of many Things where it's going to be, if you have an M1 or later iPad, you're going to start seeing some real, real productivity features. So yeah, Stage Manager. I mean, not specifically an iPad feature, but kind of is, and 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 real external display, like not just mirroring. Put four different yeah, things on your was, external was, display. Cool. Everybody's like, finally. Yeah, I, they didn't show what like the home screen looks like. If if that's just the same, but. Like if, but within apps, it looked it looked nice and multi look great. Yeah, it is yeah. as far as I understand part of the stage manager. Right. Bit. Right. So the rest of it is just a mirroring. But it was mm-hmm. it was cool. Um, Steve Troughton Smith on Twitter, he played around with it a little bit. I know. I, I'm assuming you have it because you're not really an iPad guy. Uh, I don't have an M1 powered iPad here. Okay. So he 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 played around with it and he was a little bit sour on the thing more so the execution that he didn't he thought it was limited uh he said that resizing the windows is a pain the one thing he did he he showed a gif of when you when you resize the window and it like stutters because it's not like smooth resizing like on the mac like there's like there's actual sizes that it's that it's locking to so it looks like it's like dropping frame rates because it's it's like jumping to uh from like two two pixels to four pixels, whatever it is. So that is something that people are going to probably, uh, you know, not quite understand because you're, you're used to smoothly resizing windows. Like we have not been able to resize a window on the iPad before. So the, our, our brain is going to, is going to like question it. So I wonder if Apple will change that a little bit. Um, it does look kind of, I don't know what the word is. Simplified, I guess. Like multitasking on the Mac. It is. It's not – the iPad is never, ever, yeah. ever going to get Mac multitasking. Like just like freeform windows. Put them in, put eight windows of different sizes and shapes anywhere you want, whatever. Because that's just not a touch-first experience. They never did that on any of the Windows tablets when you were in touch mode and everything. You know, you have to kind of back out of touch mode and you know, to use a touchscreen Windows. Tab. It's just not – that's not touch first. And I don't think we're ever going to get that. But I think stage manager is going to, you know, iOS 17 is going to get expanded and do more and so on. Um, 
but it does look like it, it's real multitasking, right? It's, it's, it's floating windows. It's windows on top of each other. You have multiple ones you can drag and drop. It's, right. you know, it's, it's, I was surprised, not surprised because at the time I didn't know it, but it's, it's interesting that they didn't introduce it for the iPad unveil it for the iPad and show it there and then say, yeah, it's weird that they showed it for Mac and then said, and that's also coming to iPad. Let me show you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it does feel more like an iPad feature on the Mac. No one's going to use it on the Mac. I, I, yeah, I can't see myself. We do not need another way to multitask on the Mac. It's been there for like 20 frigging years. Like we know how to do it. (laughs) Um, Oh, we get weather map, weather app finally on oh, iPad. How about that? <laughs> how about that? I know it's just an app, but it, it's yeah. good. And, and we kind of predicted this back when they bought um, Dark Sky, mm-hmm. but um, but there's a weather API, so like developers can pull Apple's weather data into yeah, their it's, apps. It's called, it's called Apple Weather, which is which is funny. Yeah, but yeah, that's um, that's overdue. And thank you. Still no. They said desktop class apps, but they didn't bring any of their desktop class apps to the iPad. What they mean is, yeah, but they gave examples yeah. of what no, they mean by that. I get it. I but it's important. The, the, still, the, still, it was a tease that didn't, that, like when, they, when that slide came up, I thought for sure we were getting Final Cut Pro. No. Oh, you mean different apps that only yeah, exist on the desktop? desktop class apps, right. Right. They, they meant the, the apps have been upgraded to be desktop class. With things like you can actually change what's on the toolbars and stuff, you know, which is a big, which is a big deal. There's a lot and there, I, and I assume it's a precursor for Xcode and, and Final Cut, maybe in iPadOS 17. Like that's, I think you're right about like they're really leaning into the the Apple Silicon M1. Not, not, well, it's always been Apple Silicon, but 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 the 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 M1 specifically and the power that that brings. Yeah, to- like you said, like iPad Pro needs to be more pro. Well, there you go. There, this is the stuff they're doing. Um, and it's weird that it's the iPad Air as well, but you know what? <laughs> yeah, I, the Air is in a weird <laughs> is in a weird place. It is. It's, it's just like it's kind of caught in the middle. But a lot of other stuff, like the way um, search and find and replace works across the system now, undo and redo being a system feature that works across things. Um, how they do uh, the files app got a lot of things that make it more like a real file manager. It's, it's still not finder, but it's, you know, like sortable columns, you know, kind of, kind of a big deal. (laughs) Changing file extensions, like all that stuff is stuff that's needed to be there for a long time and really makes the people who have been complaining about, well, when I try and do productivity stuff on my iPad, I get, this far, I reach the roadblock, and then I have to move my work to a Mac to finish right. what I was doing. Um, and this is—I think this—they're just knocking down those roadblocks one one by one. Do we want to talk about CarPlay? Well, yeah, yeah, just but quickly, not, but, not, but just just not here. <laughs> they showed weirdly a really really early sneak peek of what they called the next generation of CarPlay, which was. The, the main thing here is, you know, cars are going to have a bunch of screens, including screens like in front of your wheel and all that stuff. Um, and it can CarPlay can control all of them and it will tie in with all of your car systems to do things like control the air conditioning and show your speed and all that other stuff. It can take over. It can take over the, all the displays in your car in the next gen CarPlay. And they said cars won't even be announced supporting it until late next year. Which means it's it's not coming until at least iOS 17, maybe 2024. Like it's gonna be a while. But the the screenshot or whatever you want to call it, the picture they showed was amazingly cool. I want to. So Android Auto, way back when, I want to say I went to when did I go to IO, Jason? That was 2017, I think. Like they 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 showed off. I think it was Audi or somebody. Had something like that, you know. So we're going back what six, seven, five, six years. If Apple can deliver this next year, that's a complete and total game changer for CarPlay. It eliminates the need for an Apple Car, I think, because that's what you want. I don't need Apple to make an engine. I need Apple to make the car be Appleified. And if they can, if they can deliver what they showed, I mean, man, that is just super cool. Yeah, there's there's so many things we haven't heard about, like 
the way that it ties into your car systems much more like right now, CarPlay is an external display for your iPhone. Literally, like it's an external touch display that that shows something. This is going to tie into your car systems. This is going to be pulling your RPMs and your speed data and taking over your your speedometer and yeah, cruise control, air conditioning. You know, all yeah, you'll be able to, to to enable all these things. Yeah. So that requires a lot more work from car manufacturers to do. So it's iffy to me about whether or not it's going to like how many car models it's going to be on and it might only be on really kind of luxury cars and well I think that's that's for sure I don't think we're going to see a like you know I don't know well I mean it's only going to be in new cars that come out in 2024 like even if Apple's got it ready if they're not even announcing compatible cars until late next year the cars aren't coming out till 2024 and it's going to be First, like two or three cars. Like before it's on a lot of cars, it's going to be 2025. They but it's cool. Up. I mean, it's a cool idea. It's just weird they showed it so early. Yeah. Uh, Acura, Audi, yeah. Ford, Honda, Jaguar, Lincoln, Mercedes, Nissan, Porsche, Volvo, and Polestar were the – they're working with them. That's like everyone but, I guess, Hyundai at this point. That's a, that's a lot of car makers. I'm, I, I think of that new Mercedes all-electric car. That's like $118,000, but it's like something like that would work. And, you know, it's going to be interesting. Like, so automakers are going to have to build their own system because not everybody has an iPhone. And then also have the iPhone just kind of take over the whole thing. So it's it's going to be, it's, it's an interesting project, but I'm with Jason. I don't think we're going to see this next year. I don't, I'm not even sure we're going to see it in 2024, to be honest. Maybe a car. Yeah, it's going to be on. The rollout's going to take take time. It's going to take some time. It's going to take quite a lot of time. And it's just, I I just don't understand why at WWDC of all places, they decided like, let's show somebody something that's not coming out for two years. It was very brief. It was like 30 seconds or for a minute. It it was longer than I thought. Like they showed all kinds of stuff and they showed it like how it's themed and changing colors and all that stuff. I'm like, wow, this is awesome. And then they're like. Car models will be announced late last year, next year, and I'm like, wow. The only thing what? I can think of is maybe like there'll be an announcement at, the, at one of those auto shows over the summer, and they just wanted to kind of beat that. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Show, like Mercedes will have a concept of a, of, of, of next gen Apple Pay and uh, Apple Pay, uh, CarPlay, and they'll um, and they just wanted to kind of get ahead of that and do it on their own terms. But yeah, you're right. It was it was it was strange and it was uh, surprisingly in depth for for what it is. Because, like, these pictures are going to... Yep. There's no developer angle on that, right? right? Not like, yet. Like, there's no there's no get started developing. The, the frameworks are available today. There's none of that. Like, there's no... It, it was just to show it off, essentially. Yeah, really weird. It could have been a one more thing that would have made kind of made sense that they were just... We just want to show you something we're working on. If they can deliver it, like who we don't just don't even need an Apple Car anymore. Like forget it. Like this is all we want. And it would actually like so let's say this comes out in twenty twenty four, twenty twenty three, whatever. And then in twenty twenty six, they they do an Apple Car. Like they're like basically competing with themselves, kind of. Like it, I wonder what what the trajectory there is. So maybe maybe this is the apple car part of the project that we heard about all these years is this cuz you do need a team of people to to build the system yeah but you don't need a massive ai development department for this that that's this isn't any of that and most of what the apple car is about is self driving and that's what they're testing and that's what they have filed with the like california commission that tracks that kind of stuff and everything so it it could be a way I'm not necessarily a loss leader, but it can be a way of, you know, you put this out. If it does really well, it is super successful. It might satisfy people who have doubts about an Apple car. Do you know what I mean? Um, that or it's just a way to use all the work they're doing. They're doing all this work for an Apple car, all this UI work and all this like custom and customization and stuff. And they're like, this, we should make this available as CarPlay too for other cars. So who knows? It's just so far ahead. Well, from the car to your wrist, Apple showed off watch OS nine. 
Yeah, I think they're running out of running out of Apple Watch ideas. <laughs> like it was okay. <laughs> yeah, Apple Watch stuff, the the Watch OS stuff is only ever so exciting because a lot of new Apple Watch features come with new hardware. There's only so much they they kind of do. Um, just some neat stuff. Yeah, a couple a couple new faces, um, a couple changes to existing faces that that we we had heard about. Um, mm-hmm. If you're a runner swimmers you know they really kind of beefed up that workout stuff particularly for on the, on the run side but but for everybody they, like the workout app got a got a bit of an overhaul yeah there's stuff about running within your heart rate zone right so it'll tell you to speed up if you're getting out of your heart rate zone or and yeah, which is, things you know, like i don't i'm not a runner but if you are that's that's good and the biggest feature i think is that medications thing like you can track and get reminders for medications which which is a big deal yeah it's particularly it's, older people like they, they started that as the, and things. as the watch os thing and there is a it's one of those things that it's it's an iphone health app thing that it, for some reason is a separate app on the apple watch <laughs> um but but yeah you get that it's just on your iphone and it's in and it's very cool well there's, um, there's no there is no health app on the iphone that's on the apple watch that's why i think it has to be a separate thing i guess there's no health app on the on so Apple Watch yet. Yeah. 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 Or, but you could just get notifications. But you set it up on your iPhone. You just go in there and you, there's now in the health app, there's a medication section. And it's really slick because you can just hold a bottle up to the camera and it'll go, oh, I didn't know what that is. I even tried it out with just generic allergy med from like Walgreens. And it was like, I know what that is. It didn't know that like I had to choose from a list of like how many milligrams is it. And then you say how often you take it and at what time of day, and it reminds you, and you hit yes, log, uh, you know, log it. Yes, I took my medications out. It's awesome. And it'll tell you if like you get prescribed something that could conflict with something else you're taking. Like it'll, it'll know. Yeah, that. Like, yeah. If you go take some over the counter medication that has a interaction, drug interaction, and stuff. Um, very cool. It's the kind of thing smartphones are good at. <laughs> you know. Smart about reminding you in smart ways about certain things. Yeah, it was very, it was very cool. There's some new watch face stuff. There's a new, there's a new watch face and some updates to other watch faces, or maybe two new watch faces, and then uh, three, updates. Three new ones, and then like a remastered one, and then there's some new complications and some tweaks to all the other ones. I mean, yeah, that's 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 that's, that's cool. I like that they're not like it used to be like. Here's a Toy Story face, and Woody will come and say hi. Like they're actually like useful watch faces now. Yes, like they're Well, they people do have one goofy stuff. one. Yeah, they have. Yeah, that <laughs> fun time, playtime. It's called. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and you know they've just made sort of tools for other watch faces better. Back, you know, you can change background colors and stuff like that. Uh, I wanted to bring up the home stuff because they did have a section talking about home stuff. Um. They started, and I'm kind of glad about this. They started talking about Matter, which is a industry-wide um, new sort of standard group, and and everyone's in on this. Google's in, Amazon's in, Apple's in, and all the people who make smart home stuff are in on this thing called Matter, and it's just a new interoperability standard. So you're never going to have once Matter comes out, you're never going to have this thing where it's like works with HomeKit, works with Google Assistant, right. works with Alexa. It's like if it's Matter, it's going to work with all those things eventually, right? Um, so it's a solution we've needed a long time. It's about a year late from when it was supposed to be, which is always what happens when you have these like multi multi company trade group things all agreeing on a standard. But they said there's over 100 devices in the works. There's quite a number of devices out there that will get updated to support Matter, um, including things like HomePods and stuff. Um, and then they showed a new Home app. And the new Home app is not everything we wanted, but they it's kind of we compl- what we complained about last week or the week before about how it's a bunch of squares and you can't tell what's going on. It's, it's so much better now. It, it's, it's, they, they said it's ground up, redesigned and re-architected to be faster. That is definitely true. Like I forgot how slow it is to kind of populate the home app when you launch it. 
when you've got a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and it just snaps open now. It's That's just nice. bam. And you can see like there's camera views and like yep. actual icons that are identifiable and colored. And, and different shapes yeah, it's for different things. that they even ship the old home, the current home app because it's just terrible. You feel like you're using like one of those like dinky plug uh, uh, apps that you have to download to set up to set up some like TP link plug or something. When you hop from the main view into a room, it still has like those awkward backgrounds and stuff, but that's beta and that might change. Um, There's still, this is a good sort of place to start and they need probably still need some more refinement, but this is a big step forward to making the home app, not this janky grid of boxes. It doesn't make any sense. I need to get clarification on this. I don't know how I'm going to, but they said that Matter was built on HomeKit. Yeah. As far as I know, that's a that's a new development. Like, I, we, they never said that before. Okay. Yeah, this is one of those things where Apple kind of takes credit for something that's... Right. I don't they're wanna, stretching the truth. There. It's not that they're stretching it, but like, I... So, the Matter group all got together and they're all agreeing on a standard for things. And it's like the foundations of HomeKit. And it's like, well... Now you're talking about networking protocols, like peer-to-peer networking protocols and stuff like that, right? I mean, it kind of doesn't matter. It's not like everything's going to be HomeKit now. <laughs> That's not what matter is. They did the same thing when they were talking about, uh, what's the other one? Passkey. Passkey, which is passwordless logins to stuff. You, have, you put in your username and then you authenticate with your phone and it passes it on to your phone's like touch ID or face ID or whatever, instead of typing in a password, you don't have a password and it only ever lives on your phone and therefore can't be stolen. Right. And and nobody can guess it because there's nothing to guess. Right. It's an authentication key. Like, uh, and they, they said something about how we're working with the FIDO Alliance to make this cross compatible. Like, no, no, this define, that's what the FIDO Alliance is. You're, you're releasing your implementation of it. Like Google has one too. It's called Passkey. It's the same thing. You're all part of the same alliance. It's all one cross compatibility standard. It's not like you invented something and we're passing it on to this standards group to work with everybody. It's like, no, you joined a standards group and you're finally bringing out the thing. And that's kind of what it is with the matter thing. Like I'm sure that they, when they joined, they said, look, it's really important that we have these privacy protections and the security stuff. And and we're going to submit all this groundwork we did on the back end of HomeKit as a springboard to like do how, the way matter is going to communicate. Maybe that's what it is. But from a practical user perspective, that means nothing. You definitely can't expect all the HomeKit stuff you bought just to be compatible with matter or anything like that. So Maybe some will be. They'll get updates or something. But anyway, that, that's a big step, a huge step. Yeah, the home app being good. I mean, it, I, I've still got a list of ways I want it to be better, but it's not bad anymore. <laughs> that's a huge step. And then Matter is just going to be huge for everyone. When you start buying home, uh, smart homes, new smart home stuff, starting say like next year or the year after. It's all just going to work with whatever yeah, it's you've got. Be so much nicer to like you know work with everything, every, mm-hmm. every assistant you have, every speaker you have, whatever it is. Yep, like that's going to be so nice to work with the home app. You still do need a home hub, which can be an Apple TV or a HomePod or a or, plugged-in or, or iPad. iPad. I think yeah, yeah, as long as it's plugged in. They didn't like show a bunch of new gear. But the, the big news is that our, our, our HomeKit nightmare is soon going to be over. That was the other thing they didn't mention was HomePod at all. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think there's any new HomePod or, or even stuff. AirPods. Like nothing really. They, 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 they briefly talked about spatial audio, but there was nothing, nothing for that stuff, which was fine because we had enough. My wife, who actually listens to the podcast, was saying oh, she's the, the one? other day, she, she's the one. <laughs> Hello, dear. Um, she was saying that, uh, you know, you guys always talk about your smart homes. Maybe we should start putting together a smart home. And go. I'm like, I don't want to deal with all Come these things. And, but, you know, with this announcement, maybe it'll make it more uh, feasible now to... 
actually. Yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely say, look, just at, at least say, look, anything that's matter certified, we'll go, right. we'll jump in. I can't wait for half half the stuff I have isn't, and but it's getting updated. We'll we'll get an update. They've, the companies have said, and I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for my firmware update. <laughs> the new version of Mac OS is here. It's called Ventura. Does anyone else think that that Craig Federighi does this weird passive aggressive thing where I think he hates that Mac OS has a name? Like he always talks about the team as if like this crack team went up the coast, and it's always this this very kind of like sardonic way of introducing the name. I don't that know. It, here he does it. Either that, or he really loves it, and he loves that like everyone tries to guess what the name's going to be, and then it's a, it's a big reveal that it's going to be a thing. And I kind of feel like they should get rid of the name and just have the number, like they do with everything else. It's weird that it still has a name, but we were all wrong except for Roman. Everyone was assumed it was going to be called Mammoth because that was like what was registered through a shell company so long ago and all this other stuff. And Roman said, they're never going to name it after an extinct animal. <laughs> Nobody knows what Mammoth Lakes is. And he was 100% yes. right. It's Ventura. People know what Ventura is. I didn't is. think it'd be Ventura, though. Ventura. No. But – but Seems no, like people know that. People know Ventura Boulevard. Ventura, they know. Dude, that's a, that's right. a fine name. It's a, it's, it's, it's a little Ventura Windows. County. I'm going to say. Yeah, it's a little Windows Vista. It's a little bit like it could be Windows. Right. <laughs> but it's, a, it's, it's fine. It's better than El Capitan. That was my, my least favorite. <laughs> yes, that was terrible. <laughs> so we have Ventura. This is Mac OS 13. It has a lot of the features we talked about, like Stage Manager, iCloud. Shared photo library. The we talked a little bit about pass keys. That's going to be implemented into Safari. So uh, as Jason was talking about, this relies on the uh, biometrics. Uh, it, you use Touch ID for site passwords instead of entering a password. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm going to be looking forward to that. Right, Roman, we don't care. Talk about the camera thing. <laughs> I was going to get to the camera thing. <laughs> so there's a new feature called continuity camera. And this essentially, the way I thought of it is it's kind of like universal control in the way it works. You just put your camera on your Mac. It automatically connects, yeah. and There's then you no can wiring, use no wiring, no setup. Apparently, yeah. you just pick it up. Yeah, it's it makes your iPhone a wireless camera for your Mac. Yeah. They showed all these stands. I don't think a stand is necessary. I don't think the no. Mac knows it's on a stand per se. Well, it's got to kind of be on something. It's just nearby, right? Yeah, but it has feasibly, to, it has to be pointed at you. Well, theoretically. You could walk around with the camera. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. Sure. Right. You, you, you can yeah. hold it. Yeah. You just got to be yeah. nearby. I'm, I'm, it, what I'm saying is you don't need to, to buy a thing to right. make it work. Right. But it does make sense to pop it on top of your Mac something. Yeah. They like showed they showed several. It uses the rear cameras of your iPhone. Yeah. Which means you know, like your Zoom calls are going to go from like zero to like 900. <laughs> it, um, and, and boy, did they do a great job because they, it it – Uses center stage. It uses all all of the max features. All the features. It uses the ultra wide camera, and because your your phone is horizontal, and it's the ultra wide, it's really seeing up and down really far. So they added this that awesome mode where that thing broke it splits my brain completely. <laughs> the thing is facing forward and it's able to look down in your debt. Like it was amazing. Yeah, it splits the video like feed, the, the camera feed in two, showing the desk in front of you flipped around 180 degrees and your face, um, which looked a little blurry and, and, and janky, but that's because it's part of an ultra wide camera view of your of your iPhone, but yeah. yeah, that was really slick. That's a cool idea. Yeah, um, and almost like uh, here's a question: <laughs> Did this feature come out of the studio display debacle? And Tim Cook said to someone, "All right, we got to fix this. Get the iPhone or the webcam and have it done by June." <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking some, somewhat the opposite. 
let's just put a crappy camera yeah, in yeah, there because right. we got yeah. this coming out. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. They like, uh, yeah, we don't give a, give yeah. a give, we, we, we don't, don't give care a, about the studio so, display camera. Just put right. the worst one we have lying around. <laughs> yeah. We just have to weather the storm of the complaints yeah, yeah. For, until for WWDC. Yeah. But this yeah, is anyway, one of those it. things where uh, MagSafe is going to be super handy too because you don't want to have to funnel with a clip to try and clip on your your thing to your Mac. Um it can be it can be a clip on your Mac side, but like you don't want to have to like clip your iPhone and all this. There will be those things, but you just MagSafe just snap it on and they showed some Belkin thing or something that was basically an iPhone clip to clip onto your Mac. Um I think it's it's a slick idea. There were several third party apps like Camo that did this and they just got Sherlocked bad. They're I mean they they can claim look we give you more configuration options or whatever it just doesn't matter it's going to be built in now and they're they're I hope they have a different business model because it, something else to do because yeah they just got they just got hosed well the the one thing they can focus on is that Camo will work with older phones you need to have an iPhone mm-hmm. 11 and iOS 16, and to do the desk view, you have to have an iPhone 12. Uh, so Camo will work with older phones. If uh, so, I guess there's still viability there. Yeah, but, the know, desk view requires that for so long. The ultra wide. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Studio Light. Studio Light requires an iPhone 12. Yes, that I uses think. the yes. flash and some other stuff to make your face look yeah. good and everything. Um, yeah, that's one of the. I just can't kind of can't wait to try that out and see how it compares mm-hmm. to sort of Roman, other webcams. Have you tried it? I have not because I I need to figure out I I have to get an old phone and put the beta iPhone 16 beta on it because I don't want to put <laughs> an old phone, but not an old phone, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Well, I have an iPhone 12, so yeah. I can use that. Or do I have an iPhone 11? Anyways, I have an older phone. I can put it on. I just don't want to put the iPhone. The iOS beta on my regular phone, yeah, and the Mac beta, um, like so. Yeah, well, I have, the, um, I have the 14-inch MacBook Pro from Apple that we borrowed that has the Mac beta, and I installed that last night. And that would be an excellent sort of comparison. Is that has their best that webcam camera, so yeah, far for sure? So yeah, it's like yeah. how does that camera compare to slapping an iPhone 12 up there? Yeah, yeah definitely. Get get on that Roman. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of other improvements uh, to Ventura in the apps department. Things like mail and yeah, all that stuff. Uh, system preferences. Say goodbye. It yeah. System settings, and and it looks more like it does on the iPad. Yeah, <laughs> we we complain. Why don't they call it settings? Why is it called system preferences? And they said, oh, system settings. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> They're just settings. <laughs> Why is it system settings? Why did you meet us halfway? <laughs> so weird. That's sort of Apple, too. That's yeah, totally. Of... It's, 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 it's somewhere in the code it says, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's also some spotlight improvements. Uh, they're making better use of the uh, results field. I, I thought it was curious that they kind of emphasize that you'll get more search information on things like TV shows, actors, artists, which was kind of like a indirect tie to Apple TV stuff. Yeah, well, there's this perennial rumor that Apple is going to one day launch its own search engine. And yeah, long times. And obviously, that's not something you can do overnight. So, I mean, it makes sense that, you know, they're kind of piecemealing gradually rolling that out if that's yeah my guess is that they're not going to ever make a full web search engine uh there's there's all this talk about how they're seeing all these apple crawlers i think what they're getting is a lot more information for siri siri used to do a terrible job of just asking like can dogs eat cucumber and they would just not have any whatever and google assistant's really good at that siri's getting really good at that it's actually starting to just pull data from websites and stuff to get that kind of information and actors and all that other kind of stuff. And I think that's what we're seeing here is it's going to show up in places like spotlight search and HomePod and all these other things where you just start to get web information from their crawlers and stuff. 
It would be kind of neat if they did a web search by DuckDuckGo and just call it Apple Search. Yeah. That's the thing that like Google stock would drop like 80% in a day or something and then rebound the next day when people realize it's not going to actually matter. <laughs> so it, that is one of those things that they, uh, the rumors, things, yeah, every year there's some new rumor about it. Yeah. So in July, we're probably also going to get a couple new Macs. Apple revealed the new M2 processor at WWDC, a new MacBook Air, and a new 13-inch MacBook Pro, which is the uh, it's the old Apple 13-inch MacBook, MacBook, MacBook Pro. Yeah. <laughs> the MacBook Air. Uh, so the M2 is just what we thought it was going to be. It's it is to the M1 what the A15 was to the A14. It's to just it's got an extra GPU core, and since it's mm-hmm. double, this has two extra GPU cores, and the Things are a little faster and stuff. So they said 18% faster CPU, 35% faster GPU at max, better efficiency, better neural engine, better video engine, pretty much what we expected the M2 to be. And they stuffed it in a new MacBook Air. And before we get all in the MacBook Air, they were just like, well, we can't sell the 13-inch MacBook Pro with an M1 processor for more than the Air. And it's worse. <laughs> well, so we got it's still it's it's still it's still worse. worse. <laughs> but they but they gave it the M two, and it's it weird that they still sell it. That but they still sell it. Like I yeah. don't understand. The MacBooks. So the MacBook Air is now the MacBook Air M two. We'll call it is eleven ninety nine. The MacBook Air M one, which I thought would have gotten a price cut, but it didn't, is still nine ninety nine. And the and the thirteen inch uh, MacBook Pro. Is twelve ninety nine, and it's like what? <laughs> and then, and then the fourteen inch MacBook Pro has two, the $2, the Pro and Ultra, right? Right. The M one Pro, M one Pro. Yeah, it's and Max. Yeah, Sorry, Pro and Max, not Pro and Ultra. I, I I don't understand why you would spend twelve ninety nine on the on the thirteen inch MacBook Pro. I just don't get it. Like, yeah, either get the get the MacBook Air or go to the fifteen hundred dollars. So the new Air, the, GPU and- the taper is gone. Yeah, boo. Um, but it does other not look than like that, a MacBook Air it looks like a MacBook Pro. To be honest, it does a thin, a thinner MacBook Pro, a thinner, it's skinnier. Yeah. I, I think it's maybe a little more flat. Like the MacBook Pro kind of has more sloping on the edges than. Mm-hmm. Well, no, the new MacBook Pros don't. The new ones, yeah, it looks it looks like very much like the 14 inch MacBook Pro. Side by side, they're gonna look ident- like very, like almost identical. The the colors yeah. are silver, space gray, and then. Um, Starlight, which looks almost like a rose gold. It's like a champagne. Very champagne. And then Midnight, which is a really dark gray with a hint of blue in it. And it looks awesome. Midnight. That looks so good. It's awesome. I like (laughs) it. Yeah. Um, And color matched cords and stuff. Uh, Other than that, I mean, the screen gets a little bigger because the bezels are smaller. So it goes up to 13.6 inches. So it's Mm 13.3. Has the cutout for the – yeah, cutout for the notch. Um, it's brighter it's, and better it's, it's speakers really and nice stuff. Machine. It didn't. It doesn't quite hit all the rumors that we thought it was going to hit. Mainly the colors. That was the big one. They said it was yeah. like for 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 like a year. It was going to be an iBook, an iBook of all like with iMac colors and a white bezels and a white key. None of that. We got none of that. Yeah, which is fine. Um, that yeah, I'm gonna that midnight color is the nicest color Apple's released in a long time. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Yep, and uh, MagSafe charging, and if you opt, if you opt for the higher wattage power adapter, fast charges. They didn't say how fast fast charging is. Uh, kind of skipped that. Same, the thirty fifty percent in thirty minutes or something. Yep, two USB four Thunderbolt three ports. Yeah, it's still, it's still two. Yeah, you get a better better headphone jack. Yeah, the headphone jack with the high impedance. And if port. you get the the um, fifteen hundred dollar model, which has a ten core GPU, mm-hmm. you'll get a um, the new two or dual port USB C cable uh, cable du- dual port USB C power adapter. Yeah, yep. it's still a thirty five watt power adapter, but yeah. it's got two USB C ports on it, which is handy. Kind of pointed downward. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean you can buy it separately too if you want. It's like fifty nine dollars or something crazy, but it's a lot. But it's very small. It's this is a gallium nitride power adapter and stuff. There are some really good third party power adapters out there. 
So like, I mean, you get it if you get the the step up MacBook Air, which has more storage and stuff too. So it's fine if you get it. But if you're going to go buy one, don't buy Apple's. There's like really, really good third-party ones from like Anchor and stuff. Unless you just have to have that glossy white <laughs> Apple finish on things, which won't even match your awesome midnight power cable, braided power cable and stuff. That um, that's that's kind of the sweet spot, I think. Like, mm-hmm. I think with the M1, the seven core GPU was cool. I would recommend that fifteen hundred dollars. You, you get a ten core GPU, you get double the storage, and you get that adapter. I think that's worth the three hundred bucks that you're going to spend. Yeah, and is it more RAM too? I don't remember. Uh, same sixteen. Same right, sixteen. Eight. Uh, eight. Eight gigs. The new eight. Max though is twenty four meg. Yeah, uh, you can go up to yes, twenty four gigs, which is nice. That's yeah. a good. Which means that that's how they got fifty percent more memory bandwidth. You just have another memory channel. Um, yeah, <laughs> that costs. So it's two hundred dollars for sixteen gigs and four hundred dollars for twenty four yeah, gigs. and that means the Pro is going to go to forty eight, and the Ultra yeah. is going to go to. Yeah. I mean, the Max is going to go to ninety six or more. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a really nice machine, and I don't know who does Apple's like uh, product wallpapers, but they're so nice. <laughs> they're they're like every one of them is awesome, but the MacBook Air is is particularly cool. It's, it mixes those midnight blue colors, and it's it's it is. And even though the taper's gone, it's very thin. It's a little bit thinner and just a touch lighter than the old 13 inch MacBook Air, um, which is. That that's where it gets. I think it's getting its air quality from. It's definitely thinner and lighter than a MacBook Pro. And I tell you, I I bought a 14 inch Pro about three months ago. If mm-hmm. I hadn't, I'd be all over that midnight midnight blue In, MacBook Air. It's if, it's, it's nice. Yeah. And it's, if I, it's, a, it's a good machine. I mean, it's a great machine. If I didn't need an M1 Max, if I just wanted the M1 Pro, I would rather take an M2 MacBook Air over the M 14 inch M1 MacBook. M1 Pro, yeah. MacBook Pro. Yeah, you're saving like 500 bucks with with the step up model, and yeah, and it's, it's the the performance gap gets closed a little bit. Absolutely, get better battery life. Like yep. it's fanless, you know. Totally. Colors. The only thing that's a bit good. of a bummer is that there's only two Thunderbolt ports, but you have Max. That's true. You don't get the SD card and stuff like that. By with the MagSafe charging, you you have two now that you can use. That one won't be occupied for charging. So that's so that, yeah. It's like you, do you really need the SD card slot and stuff like that? Yeah, I, I, I have it. I use it, but I can just use a hub. That's it's 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 not. I don't use it enough. Yeah, it's not a daily thing. It's 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 nice to have. They are going to sell a ton of them, and it's eleven ninety nine is still I think pretty good price point you know it's slightly higher than a 999 but it's i mean it's a good it's a good so it's basically the m1 had seven cores this has an eight core gpu so if you take that one it's basically the same price true if you're comparing those those apples to those apples which are slightly <laughs> um apples but you know the weird the weird bit to me was that they took they they kept the 13 inch macbook pro around the old design 13 inch yes. macbook pro and just upgraded the processor from an m1 to an m2 but they did not do that to the mac mini yeah that, that's like where's my m2 mac mini i don't know what's and i can only mac assume why doesn't, it, why doesn't it have an m1 pro like that there's no desktop mac with an m1 pro it's weird like that's the right one. so that's what i'm assuming that. is the reason they didn't give us just an m2 mac mini is there is a redesigned mac mini on yes. the way it's not ready yet it's but it's coming later this year, and it's going to give you M2, M2 Pro, maybe M2 Max. But you think they'll they'll jump to the M2 Max this year? I, do, I know. you know what? I actually kind of don't because I think last year, yeah. Because I think Max and Ultra will be reserved for Studio. Max yeah, I Max think they'll Studio. do an M1 Pro so next year. Yeah, M2 is what they'll do. No, I think they'll do M2 and M2 Pro, and that's what it's waiting for. It's waiting for the Pro. Okay. And it's waiting for that. I mean, we we the M2 is already feels like it's late, right? It does because it's well, been it's been like a year and a half, about eighteen months. That's that's yeah. That's about what, what we expected. We expected like a like an eighteen month cadence. Uh, but the new iPhone chips and everything go every year. Every right? year, yeah. So uh, it it would not surprise me that 
two years after the M1, they're ready for an M2 Pro, but not the Max or Ultra. That's going to be for the studio. Mm-hmm. And M2 but the, Pro will the PowerBook be- has the Max also and the Pro. So there's that to consider too. Yeah, I, I don't know that those will get those updates or not. Yeah, I don't. I don't. We, we have no idea. But that's that's my guess is that that's why we still have an M1 Mac Mini and it's weird, and there's no M2 Mac Mini, yeah. and, <laughs> and there's still an Intel. Intel. Yeah. I think there's still an Intel Mac Mini you can Intel, get. Yeah. So it's, they're Intel. waiting. They're waiting for M2 Pro, and it's going to have regular and Pro options, and then Max and Ultra will be for. Mac Studio and there's a new redesign. It looks just like the Mac Studio, only like squished, thinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no mention of the Mac Pro. Still waiting. Not still waiting. Yeah, still waiting. They'll announce it late I, this year. I, I think you guys are totally overlooking the main feature of the 13-inch MacBook Pro. Well, it's the touch bar, right? Yeah, <laughs> Apple just can't quit it. <laughs> I mean, that's really the only reason for it to exist is is the touch bar. Yeah, it, it's so much worse than the MacBook Air in like yeah, every way. No, no comparison for a hundred dollars more, you're getting so much less computer. Yeah, and and like wide bezels and other like it's yeah, just like right. the old All design. Yeah. yeah, like what are you getting with the 13 inch Pro? More touch bar. ports? It's a, does it have more ports? No, no, it doesn't have more ports. So you, you're getting knows. a fan too. Because it's the lower end 13 inch MacBook Pro. There were two models. The higher end ones had four ports, but they didn't carry that one over. They, yeah, they carried over that's the, the lower 14 inch. One. That's the 14 inch Pro. So it, you, oh, you know what it is? I looked this up uh, yesterday. You're getting a fan. It has a fan, and it has slightly better battery life, like an hour, like it's from 18 to 19 hours or something. Because the battery's bigger. You're not. You're not going to notice. It's like 18 to 19 hours. It's, it's like a five or seven percent battery boost. Well, it's funny during the uh, presentation with John Turnus talking about the Macs. They show a slide with all the MacBooks, and you see the 13-inch MacBook Pro with the giant bezels. Yeah, it looks. <laughs> it looks, it looks it like an old car in the middle strange. of this, these new models. Yeah. It, you know, it looks. And now, really funny. so now we're stuck with it for like another year and a half, <laughs> right? So this will be this will be updated in 2024, maybe. I mean, or just get rid of it. Just get rid or of it. Or just get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just I don't know. It's funny. We th- I thought when when the 14 inch came out, we all thought it was gone. Then we heard rumors that it was being updated with the same design and a new chip, and that's exactly what we got. Well, something's got to carry the mantle of the iPod Touch. All right, well, that now that does it for this episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 796. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thanks to Michael Simon. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe to the Macworld Podcast and the podcast app on Spotify, on Amazon Music, or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time. Bye.